0: And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about. Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. More importantly, follow the show. That can be done at h e f Pod. follow us on facebook for all the latest english language information on interact frankfurt can be found on one spot this facebook.com slash h e f pod join us uh, in our discord chatter we pump that out usually once or twice a week and uh, those just hit the link uh, on our twitter page and join in the discord chatter and um, you can Chat with myself. You can chat with my co host today at any time, talk about all things Eintracht. We also have a few channels within our Discord that are for non uh, foosball related issues. But uh, here to talk about Eintracht's Action North of the Week and uh, everything else for that matter, it is Chris in
1: Detroit. Hey, Brian. Uh, it's 70 and sunny here. I'm feeling better after that draw had some time to think about it so uh i'm gonna hope this week turns out much better than last week
0: 70 and sunny that seems a little early in the calendar year for that to be happening, uh, (laughs) in michigan
1: doesn't happen much uh it's definitely rare and i'm sure it'll be 30 in a few hours so get the shorts on while i can
0: yeah yeah uh still shorts weather right
1: oh it's always shorts weather in michigan
0: um, I don't think I could, I don't think I could, uh, go short some 30 degrees. Um, just, <laughs> uh, there must be something in the water there that allows you guys to be able to get away with that. Anywho's um, uh, enough talk about, uh, American weather patterns. Eintracht had a 1-1 draw at the weekend with Stuttgart, a team who, um, I said would give us some pits happened i didn't figure that uh you know luka Jovic would have a uh, goal called back thanks to var not gonna lie in the last two matches we've had a lot of var uh incidents uh whether they go for us whether they go against us i feel like we're being picked on what do you think
1: um it In the moment, yes. I always think we're being picked on. I always think the world is against us. Uh, But as we're recording here on Thursday, I just watched uh, AC Milan and and Man United, and I watched Milan have two goals called back from VAR. So we're not the only ones out there that have to deal with it. And generally, I think the the review center in, in Cologne gets them right. I could take that one either way. Um, it's a tough situation to be in because you agree with it when it goes your way, you disagree with it when it goes against you and we've had our fair share go our way. So overall, even though it slows the game down, it, it makes it better. You do want to have the right call. So what are your thoughts?
0: I thought that this match could have uh, gone totally our way, but you know what? The Stuttgart team, they like to disrupt things. They play in a way that just kind of negates like the effectiveness of our wide play. Well, at least he's usually able to negate one of your wide players. So Durham looked kind of pedestrian He got replaced by Toure, who got hurt. Durham's also kind of a little bit messed up, so we had to bring on a replacement for the replacement in that position. Never a good situation. No, it's never a good situation to be in. Um, It does kind of make me wonder a tiny bit uh, about... I mean it does kind of highlight something that we continually discuss uh, that Eric Durham is a good uh, role player over there but he in my eyes is not the end all beat all he's not the he's not the reciprocal of Kostic on the left and I know it's a real leap to try and get one but look um if we want to go deep into Europe next year, because I do firmly, firmly believe that in the current layout of the Bundesliga, that Europe, what, regardless of whether it's the conference, it's the Europa League, or it's the Champions League, we're going to be playing in Europe, and we need to and to benefit from that. We need to have someone on the right who can uh, really hold their own, at least hold a candle to Kostich if at all possible. Look, I don't. I mean, and we might not be happy if we drop down to the conference, uh, which is this new tiered competition. So sixth place currently goes into that. Uh, the final will be. Pl- it's um, it's kind of the. Kind of, they're trying to recreate something along the lines of the Cup Winners Cup if people remember that the reason why that went away in the late 90s was because the Champions League um, the big league started expanding from uh, two uh, participants from the biggest of countries to three in the biggest of countries and now four in the biggest of countries and it just eroded the talent that was then on display because then most teams who were winning the uh, cup competitions, usually were teams that were also qualifying for the Champions League, so you didn't get as pinnacle of teams participating in it. But anyways, this is a competition that they have wanted to do, and uh, it is very much slated towards the small countries uh, to participate in. So, for example, only one team will be able to participate from the top five leagues, which currently is Spain, England, Germany, Italy, France. Then you got uh, six through 15 that will receive three three places and this is the UEFA coefficient ranking at present and then three places for 16 through uh, fifth, uh, through 50 uh, with the exception of Liechtenstein which only gets one for the Liechtenstein Cup and two teams for Estonia, Kosovo, Faroe Islands, Andorra, and San Marino because let's be real those guys can barely infield a league. <laughs> time, and uh, also, I don't even think any of those guys that I mentioned have yet to participate, participate in the uh group phase of the Europa League or have any participant who's gotten that far. So, anyways, they created this competition, and it's gonna be just kind of like the uh, the Europa League. So, the eighth, third place, the eight group. Uh, participants in the Europa League who finish in third place would then drop down, kind of like in the Champions League. You have your teams that drop down who are in third place there into the Champions League to Europa League. Then it's Europa League to uh, this Conference League. And uh, sorry, explaining uh, European competition for people who are like, dude, just get to the point. Um, we're gonna if we want to progress in Europe, we need to have someone coming in from the right. And so far, we've not really. Uh, kind of given anyone who usually does play on the right a real go of it. We have uh, these following players who could help us. Willems could be playing, but God only knows what internal strife has been going on there. He gets pl- he Nowadays, he's making the bench, but you don't see anything there. Um I'd like to see Schrustig get a little bit more opportunity, but then again, well you know, costage sale to then get back and play defense. I don't see who's just really doing that. Uh, Barcock. We've seen him do a little bit of it, but that's not really his back. end. I'm not to say that Chandler isn't like an option, but you know um in three weeks time, he's going to be, uh he's going to be 31. So the clock is ticking on him.
1: Yeah. Well, you mentioned it a few minutes ago, There is no opposite um, mirror image of Kostic for the right side. You're never going to find somebody as efficient as him with the ball, creating chances, whether or not they're finished. Every time he crosses the ball, there's an opportunity, and he's damn good at putting it in a good place. doesn't always finish off well for us, but he's a lot more accurate than a lot of guys that cross it, and it goes 30 yards over someone's head. Um, We have a couple opportunities. The thing is Durham is not a bad option on that right side and Torrey is not a bad option on the right side, but there's not a lot of um, opportunity creation coming from them. So it's pretty easy to... Next to nil. Next to nil. It's pretty easy to defend us offensively because we're either pushing through the middle or we're going up the left side. I can't remember the last time that we pushed it up the right side and had any success beyond the midfield line. You know, it might tap it around a little bit, some triangle passing, but you're never getting crosses, you're never generating um offensive threats the way we need to to really be a productive offense. So I don't believe we have anyone on the roster, but the way it works, we have certain restrictions and limitations, and part of that is who we have under contract. So you can look at Chandler. No, I mean, he's a good substitute, but he's not going to run you 75 minutes uh, week in and week out. Um, Durham for me or Torrey, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. Those are the options right now. And they both have pros and cons. So it's about weighing which one is the one that's going to give us that option. For me, it's Durham offensively. At least he gives it an attempt.
0: Well, we'll see. Uh, we've got plenty of time still left in the season to figure out uh, what is next for the Eintracks. So, um, in the meantime, getting back to the match, uh, players who I thought were good contributors, I think that we need to start, ta- I mean, we need to talk a little bit about Jovic and Silva because uh, we tried that out as, you know, Due to kind of the players that we had available, uh, we didn't have Hasebe. uh, Not not Hasebe. uh, We didn't have Kamada available. Hasebe played his kind of Libro role again. But I've been wondering if the Jovic-Silva combination could work. It didn't look like it could work uh, this week. But then again, uh, I mean, we haven't seen everything. What What are your thoughts? What is needed to make that combination work because let's remember the three Buffaloes. Cause that was an unbelievable combination and you just kind of wonder, it's like, okay, Silva, you can score goals. We'd like yovich to be able to combine with you to score more, but you know, uh, I know how everyone feels about Kamada and I'm one of the few people who beat that drum, but you know, I can't do it all the time.
1: Okay. So, there's two things I think we get caught up on in this debate. And it's the idea that, you know, can you keep Silva and Jovich happy if they have to play nice together? Uh, I'm going to rule that out now. I don't think that's an issue. They both have frustrating body language from time to time, but I've never seen either one of them turn up a good passing opportunity or play so selfish that I thought, oh, they're trying to say all eyes on me they're not those types of players. Uh, so I don't think it's an issue of keeping them both happy. I have concerns that their style is an issue. Um, they don't, they don't collaborate in the same way that Haler and Jovich did or Rebic and Haler, whatever one of the three uh, or two of the three were interchangeable. It was very fluid and they don't have that fluid chemistry. They've had time to work it out. So I don't, I don't see an issue with them being on the pitch together. they both develop offensive opportunities. It's a question about what kind of hole is left um, neither one of them is quick to get back defensively shouldn't be much of an issue for a striker but when you have two very offensive minded guys there have to be questions about when they need to get back are they getting back and it's a little bit of a concern for me um I don't know if. We we have enough uh, body of evidence to say they can't play together. But I will say I don't like seeing them play together. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, I think that is. Uh, and it kind of sucks that we then are in the position of, all right, um, there's a lot of transfer rumors surrounding Silva, especially if we don't make the Champions League. Then suddenly it's going to be a lot down to... Um, Do we keep him or do we cash in when we didn't make the big Champions League? And that can then provide us with, you know, some financial abilities to acquire one to two other players uh, over the course of the summer because let's realize that he's going to be on display as you know, unless he gets injured as Silva is going to be on display with Portugal. While Serbia is not participating, Jovic did not have a buyout clause. So so it could be that we don't get Jovic back because Madrid has found someone who will pay more than us. It's highly possible. And Silva could be moving on because we're given some transfer fee that we just sadly can't say no to and then suddenly what do you have okay we have uh Jan achman coming in who's part of the uh training roster can't be registered for the bundesliga um jovelich uh, has been doing pretty decently in the austrian bundesliga but that's the austrian bundesliga not uh the german bundesliga and then you got Aceh, who has got Air Defense experience and now has got a little bit of Bundesliga experience. That's not a lot of overall uh, experience at a Bundesliga level or something close to that. And. It's a lot of question marks. Sure, those guys can totally pan out, but that's a lot of uh that's a lot of uh learning time that they'll have adjustment time that we have so much season left
1: ahead of us now too that I I keep wanting to look ahead to the summer and what could be with, with Achman or Jovalich or any anybody else that we might find in the meantime. But here we are still trying to fight for Champions League and you know we we We're searching for answers in October and November. By the way, it was a 1-1 draw to Stuttgart. I know we keep getting off topic, but this is the match that a Champions League uh, uh, qualifier, like we think we're going to be, uh, finds a way to finish. And we shouldn't be saying, well, who's on the radar for next season when we couldn't even finish off the Saturday afternoon match um, this previous week. So, I'm frustrated by the fact we had seven shots on target to their one, and now we're trying to say, where was the offense? Well, we had the offense. We had 60% possession, 20 shots at target, seven on target, yet we only put one in the net. Uh, To me, creating offense isn't so much the issue, it's finishing. And getting the quality finishing that we had for the past four weeks, and then decided just. To kind of check at the door, the last few.
0: Yeah, kind of. Sorry, I, I stole that there. from you.
1: I stole, I stole your momentum there, but I'm frustrated.
0: That's all right. I totally can uh, understand. So I will look at some other positives. I thought Ilantra actually was pretty decent. You know, we were not terrible. Uh, that, huh?
1: He wasn't terrible, and I'll take that from him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. We expected that it would be backfire on us horribly, and it didn't. You know, Tuta should be back for uh, this week's match, but look, it wasn't horrible. It did show that, hey, we need another defender. Yeah, we could put... Look, where Abe has been playing, has been allowing the team to perform better, but... Let's be real. Illsaker is far from who we want in our squad. And considering who's at the weekend, it's kind of scary prospects considering um, what's to be expected. Uh, Because for me, this... I mean, Tuta has been doing extremely well. Indica at him and Hederaigra and Indica in the back line. And then you got Hasebe in the libero position moving from the midfield to defense, providing that cover. Because, hey, look, uh, Tuta is a really young player. And it looks like he is going to be ba- uh, back for this weekend's match. So, uh, good thanks there. And, well... Shucks! I kind of have used up all the things I wanted to talk about. Look, we just we faced up against one of the better teams at the Bundesliga. We didn't we didn't take as many chances as we should have. We had chances, we just didn't take them. And voila, we end up with a one-one draw. We could have been, you know, chasing. The kind of Bundesliga packed us a little bit more. We were saved a little bit by the fact that Dortmund did not get a result against uh, uh Munich at the weekend. Otherwise, you know, they would have been what uh, they would have been on forty points, or even forty-two points. You know,
1: but we still really we right still don't us. have the cushion. You know, with the result from no, Dortmund, and this Leverkus- was our chance yeah. to build that back up. And we didn't do yeah, it. Yeah,
0: Leverkusen just uh, won at the weekend over a Brucia München Who, oh my God, that team is in absolute meltdown mode.
1: I called them my there dark horse, is... and they're totally screwed right now. They won't even be <sighs> in ever Europe. since they
0: announced. Ever since it was announced that Marco Rosa was leaving, that team has just been derailed. Yep. Derailed. It's pretty ugly and we have to still think back that whilst we have only picked up one point in our last two matches from our last six we still have done incredibly well we're still high up there on the points received list um the team who are facing out the weekend it's gonna be a real big one because <laughs> uh, you know they're only staying neck and neck with Bayern, and now with their exit from the Champions League, we will make that tie just a little bit more difficult to navigate. But that being said, Chris, anything you want to add uh, to Eintracht versus Stuttgart before we get into hashtag What are we drinking?
1: My last point: we didn't touch too much on the match, more so the people around it. But I think um, one thing that stood out to me was we, it, the, the way Kostic picked that corner on our goal was fantastic. Um, you know, the shot was blocked. It, it looked like a mirror image of the, the goal that was called off by VAR. Uh, but the Jovic shot that was blocked and it bounced very fortuitously to Kostic was nice. Um, but Kostic isn't a scorer. He's a setup guy, usually. Um, but the way he finished that there really put us in a situation where we could have taken control of the match, and I'm kind of disappointed we didn't. Um, We we talked for the whole fall about Killer Instinct, how that was something we needed to find. We found it for a month or two, and now it's just kind of like not a thing. So I want to see us create opportunities and out of chances that seem like nothing. A block shot is usually nothing, but in that chance, you know, he he turned a, a block shot into a goal. And that's the kind of stuff when you're struggling to score, which I think it's fair to say we're doing right now. We're, we're not, you know, going score less, but we're struggling to put up the goals we should against teams we should. Um, we need to do everything we can to put as many balls on net as possible. So that's where I'm going to leave it for this one
0: i think that's a good spot to leave it at so uh, let's get into something that will put a smile on everyone's face it is hashtag what are we drinking chris what do you have for us today
1: yes uh this is something that i never lose i'm always on my game and this week i'm drinking the black is beautiful uh imperial stout collaborative uh, uh back in summer 2020 feels like forever ago breweries around the country collaborated on this uh it was actually led by a texas brewery down in san antonio weathered souls brewing and they sent out the recipe and they were like hey everybody let's collaborate on this beer um to to celebrate people of color and their their accomplishments and culture and all that good stuff so my local brewery brewery Faison, uh they Collaborated, And I've been drinking this nonstop. It's a great beer. And you should check it out. See if your local brewery is participating. It's a fantastic event they're doing.
0: Interesting. Quite interesting. So I've got one. Uh, Odell Brewing Company. Uh, they're 90 shilling ale. They are uh, produced out in Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, the, the foot of the Rocky Mountains um quite a quite a good red ale that uh this was this is the first time uh trying it out of a can and uh i found it quite refreshing uh considering the kind of spring nature that is uh, outside and uh yeah that's what i have for them this is the first time in a long time that i've had anything from odell not exactly the uh brew that i usually am uh, drinking from usually it does seem to be when it comes to this moment on the podcast it does seem to be that i am uh just downing uh beer from kansas city beer company but yes this week uh something a little different I'm trying something from colorado and um two thumbs up from me on this So that's what I got for hashtag what are we drinking? I think we can get right to uh, segment two. So stay with. was segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, some of the random stuff that is on the uh, live stream. Uh, golly, yeah. Uh, it is getting close <laughs> to St. Patrick's Day, guys. And uh, I think we are going to be drinking a lot more uh, red ales uh, going forward, kind of like me. But um, how about we talk about the Frauen, Chris? We haven't really given the girls much to talk about, uh, mostly because well, uh, COVID has delayed uh, two consecutive like matches after having a silly long winter break. Uh, it is kind of ridiculous how long it is, but um, yeah, not the best, not the best uh, weekend for the frown, was it, Chris?
1: Yeah, it's kind of been tough. Uh, they sort of went through the opposite roller coaster that the men's side did. Um, the women started strong and then have kind of fallen off a bit. Um, but the Hoffen the Hoffenheim team that they lost to, uh, they're not bad. I mean, they, they put up a ton of goals. We lost two to zero, I think was the final, but Hoffenheim puts up a ton of goals, 42 on the year to 16 allowed. Um, the concern I have is the on track women have had a hard time putting the goal, ball in the goal lately. Um I mean we're sitting on a twenty four to I fifteen. Mean, granted Offenheim
0: does have the top goal scorer.
1: Yeah. You know, no doubt. on eighteen. No doubt. But so did we, you know, the first month of the season. So um if we could put out the bat signal to Laura Fryingang, that we that would be great. We could really use her again. <laughs> um <laughs> But there's an opportunity, just like every match, uh, every week, you're either playing someone above you or someone below you. And there's a tremendous opportunity this week against a team that scored virtually no goals all season to get points back in the table.
0: Uh, you're talking about Mepin, uh, the opposition for the weekend. Yes, that's going to be on Friday. Uh, that's going to be on the usual Magenta Sport and Eurosport for uh, those of our friends uh, out in Europe. Uh, no options to, unless you get a VPN, no options to be able to watch that unless you uh, order Magenta Sport and watch it via VPN for uh, those of us here in North America. <sighs> Just kind of the way that it is. I will tweet um, an
1: illegal stream as soon as I find one. I don't care. I want them. I want to see them every <laughs> week and I can't. And mm. I don't care how many illegal websites I have to go to.
0: I hear that. I hear that. Um, to kind of give folks a heads up of where the team is at with, let's be real. Uh, like I said, the the fall in the late fall has been quite precipice-like. Um, we're two matches behind the likes of Bayern, Wolfsburg, and Hoffenheim, but we're also like f- Bayern Munich has played 15 won 15
1: yeah i mean yeah. They, they, they do the same thing <laughs> on the women's side that they do on the men's side they just they, uh, they
0: i would say this is a little bit more dominating like it is phil like look it is between bayern munich and wolfsburg uh
1: well, wolfsburg, both them, wolfsburg on, on the women's side the wolfsburg is a is- european giant so i'm yeah, not both of them
0: are into the round of uh the <laughs> They just finished the second legs of the Champions League, I think this week is what I saw. And uh, they were already into round 16, and both Bayern and Wolfsburg were... Leading by long margin uh, to get into uh, the quarterfinals. Let's see. As <laughs> I had to just check on it real quick. Yes, uh, both Bayern and Wolfsburg have uh, gotten past their opponents, and uh, we'll find out in a matter of days. Uh, well, actually, no. We'll find out uh, tomorrow. Uh, who along? So that draw will be held tomorrow, along with. Uh, no, not, for, uh, so yeah, just the women's draw will be held tomorrow and we'll find out where Bayern and Wolfsburg are. And, uh, between the two of them, you know, uh, 30 between the two of them, they have played, uh, combined 30 matches and have 85 points just, <laughs> and, <laughs> and combined not, so in, there's a, f- in
1: 30 matches, they've allowed 14 goals. So. Yeah,
0: and in case anyone is wondering who has led in the most, Wolfsburg has led in eleven. So you do the math. It's the goal difference is fifty six to thirty six. It's <laughs> filthy. <laughs> That's all you can see. <laughs> and the Eintracht Frauen have got a long ways to go to uh, to get to that level. And if say they were to win their two matches in hand, just throwing it out there uh, then you would be sitting on uh, 23 points and that is still a good eight points behind hoffenheim who we are in third who would then qua- which is where the uh third and final qualification for uh europe is uh they only have the women's champions league uh so it's, it's uh, not Bill Klein,
1: but we're in it for the long haul here
0: Indeed, indeed. And we will follow the women to the end. Like I said, uh, Meppen at the weekend. And Meppen is one of three te- uh, three teams to have still a single digits in number of points. I just, you just gotta kind of wonder how in the hell uh, they lost to Sand. Uh, earlier in the season, because that's another team that's down there, just like Meppen and Duisburg as well. Who you're just like, oh, how the hell did you he screw that up? But, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> moving on back to Eintracht uh, matters. So, um, I kind of mentioned uh, that Ali Ackman is going to be joining the Eintracht. Uh, he is actually with the Eintracht now. So his contract was terminated by Brusselspor. Uh, they were pretty butthurt over the fact that um, due to him being, you know, over 18 and then signing the contract uh, signed a contract to join the Eintracht once his contract ended, they were pretty pissed off at the fact that uh, they. I guess they weren't going to be getting any money. I was under the assumption that if you were under like 21 the team that does the majority of your train still gets some money but apparently uh maybe maybe freddie Bobich was able to negotiate a nice uh little finite loophole and that we don't have to owe them any money for him and hey that's all to the good there uh well now God Forbid we have to have to play a team in Turkey that might make things a little awkward for him, but uh, yeah, so getting a player on a free transfer, he's going to be training with the team now going forward. Um, as far as I'm aware, of, the Bundesliga registration is over, so it's not like he can. Uh, just kind of join the team and then possibly join the playing squad. It's a little, it's a little weird how some of these rules are, but we, you, know, you know what we uh, need, Brian. D- we mm.
1: we need Eddie up there in Ireland to read through hundreds of pages of FIFA rules, because that seems to be a role he's enjoyed the last few weeks for us.
0: Yeah, Eddie, if you can uh, help us out there, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, so. There is another player who the Eintracht is being linked to. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting what freaking team uh, this is for. Uh, Not Ayak Sund. All right, he's another young, uh, under 19, uh, young Turkish player. no, not Ataliaspor. Uh, gosh. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll come back to me in due course, but the Eintracht uh, currently tracking yet another uh, circus player to join our ranks. And why not? Because we are uh, an exciting team to uh, be joining, needless to say. Ah, here we go. Um, So At- uh, uh striker uh for uh Godins uh Piracador. Look, um we can we can ask someone to help us out later with uh <laughs> the pronunciation and everything. So, this is a winger um who has been, you know, uh he was playing in the third division of Turkey. I'm not exactly sure how uh kind of good that is, but you know, um, he was scoring a goal per every four matches, so not too bad at that level. Made the move to uh, uh his current club in the Turkish Superliga. And in his one season that he has been with the team so far, he's been kinda kicking ass and taking in. So if we do sign him, it's not this is just another example of uh Freddie Bobic really finding. Oh Freddie Bobic uh Ben Magna uh kind of finding uh players who uh will be able to join the eintracht for next to nothing and have total uh and huge upward potential i think we will have to put a fee on this one but you know hey this is us finding good talent for the future and uh yeah makes me very confident in terms of uh us unearthing that next uh, great player for the Eintracht uh, going forward. And uh, Chris, do you think this is us delving into that market a little too much? Do you like the kind of like what uh, is being unearthed? Because he does seem to, we were kind of talking about how we would like a guy from who plays out on the right to kind of join us. And this is a guy who does play out on the right and is left-footed so
1: yeah it's going to be interesting to see uh we've talked a lot the last few weeks about the dynamics the changing dynamics in our front office um uh, with freddy Bobich on oh, his God. way out and hubner on his way out um are are we going to look internal at developing young talent or are we going out to mine it from other countries and you know there's there's A lot of question marks, more so than maybe any other top half of the table club as far as what direction we're going. I like the idea of looking at guys that are under 20. Um, There's a couple areas of thought. The guys that are experienced have been in Germany a while. I like looking around Europe, finding the youngest talent that's undervalued and overlooked. It worked well for Silva. It's worked well with, with a couple other guys. Kamada, a guy you like, I'm still kind of out on. But I think it's fair to say he's worked out <laughs> for us. Um, undervalued and overlooked. That's what I want to see us bring in. So I don't care what country it comes from. I don't care what the player's background is. And that kind of is in tune with where we are with Ackman as well. Um, I think he's young. He's undervalued. He may have been overlooked. And we seize that opportunity. I don't see any reason to change what's been working for us the last few years.
0: I can totally agree with that. So, well, moving forward to talk about the elephant in the room, shall we? (laughs) Um, It is, of course, the exit of one Freddie Burbage to Hertha Berlin. So, um the biggest uh, drama scene you could ever imagine. He's to look. It's already been outed. Like the kind of contract that he's signing with Hertha Berlin, they just have not agreed to a fee so that he can move from Eintracht where he has a contract until 2023, where he's currently making uh, about one one half million euros, and he'll be making around three million um, under the new deal. Um, I think going forward that uh, we need to we need to hold the line, Chris. I do believe we need to hold the line. With uh, you know, if we need to draw it in, the, draw it in the sand, do so. And look, Hertha Berlin. We know that they have money, and if they really, really want them, well. We can be we can be petty about this and just drag it out and uh, rely on Adi Hutter to keep things, uh, you know, steady on the field until the dust is settled. And uh, with Ben Magna to kind of help. Make sure that everything uh, in terms of our scouting network stays on point. There are a few guys who I'd like him to start bringing back into the club, but you know, there's only. Let's see, there's only a sporting director at uh, Young uh, or director of sport at Young Boys Burn who I'd like to join the Eintracht, only a former captain. And there's another uh, former Eintracht player who I'd like to be brought in and who shall remain nameless, currently on the Byron books, who is a scout and kind of heading up uh, the finding of American kids. So I'm just seeing why don't we? And the guys now use that get the deal done with for, for Freddy Bobich done, so we can get back to running our club. Guys, yeah. I mean, I don't know who really is in the uh, who's really in the negotiations at this level all so much outside of, I mean, I guess uh, Frackenbach, Hellman, and Fisher would be. In on this, but after that, then it's kind of like, okay, not sure who else could possibly be putting their opinion, their rubber stamp on this, but I'd like this to be done and done quickly.
1: You know, these things happen all the time around the football world. We've been lucky to have a few years of stability here, um, and it's just happened to coincide with quite a bit of success relative to what we've been used to. Um, The front office changes are very common. And, you know, believe it or not, we're going to find somebody to make the decisions. Um, Freddie Bovich has done nothing but make deals to improve the club. And even with, you know, there were a lot of concerns the last couple of weeks about him having one foot out the door already. But yet the Achman deal was finished. And uh, one thing we haven't touched on yet today, Hasebe was resigned for another year, which I think you've covered in like well, that was next. five that was next years on the row, Come on. I've mean, been hearing I had you to
0: talk pick, about that. Have a pick-me-up after the Bobich talk. <laughs> I
1: mean. Uh, no, but the Bobich thing is, look, he wasn't going to stay around forever. We thought we were going to lose him sure. to a bigger club. We really lost him to what might be considered a lateral move for it. As far as where the two clubs are right now, it it might be a demotion, but you know, there's personal factors, there's family there and other things. We hashed that out in the past. I don't necessarily care that he's leaving. I care that we take care of business for the last couple months of the season here and finish with that Champions League spot. And we talked about it on all the platforms that um our guys are professionals, the players are professionals, but Freddie Bobich is a face they see around He's the guy that brought them into the club and Hubner as well. These are guys they know, they trust, they talk to them. And it's a concern that when they leave, that things are going to fall off. Um, and they have for the last few weeks relative to what we expected. But now, you know, hopefully the dust settles guys are on their way out the door. I don't believe anyone's going to tank on their way out. I certainly don't get, the idea from any of them that the people leaving are the type that are going to sabotage uh, the club. So, as far as I'm concerned, let's bury that hatchet. Let's move forward, take care of business for the last two months of the campaign.
0: I can agree with that. Um, you kind of ruined uh, my last bit of news. Oh, shit. Uh, my bad. Kasebe signed, <laughs> signed for yet another year with the Eintracht exciting times ahead uh and you know he's he's it's not like you know even if he didn't extend his contract that he wouldn't he would be done with us we all know that he's going to be taking on an ambassadorial role with Eintracht once his playing days are done and let's be real he still at his advanced old man grandpa age <laughs> 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 is still one of the best performers in the Bundesliga, not just on the ITREX team, but in the Bundesliga. So um, there's a lot of people who would love to have uh, that wise old Fox uh, on their team. So Even I, in Bayern, yeah, Let me be real. You know what? If he, I, Oh, my God. If he was on, I mean, in in reality, what if he was on Dortmund? How many more points would they have this season?
1: Yeah. Wait, For real. He, he is a guy that could be utilized really well on any club whether you're a giant or you're a minnow you could use somebody like him that calming presence who's constantly aware of what's going on 360 degrees around him uh we're so lucky to have him at this point especially with with some young guys that he's trying to help find their way um and i'm going to skip ahead for a second because one of the questions we had um off of our Discord channel. Someone asked, is Hasebe's value, Chris and Austin, is Hasebe's value to us more on the field or in the locker room at this point? I'm going to be honest. I think it's 50-50. Um, certainly, he's a locker room you know—a uh, leader. That's what every 37-year-old who's still able to play this game is. You don't get this far in a career without being a locker room presence. But then just a couple of weeks ago, he was the fastest guy in the pitch across both teams. So certainly he's not as strong as he used to be physically, but I don't think he's a liability either. Uh what do you think, Brian?
0: Um a liability not at all. Um I think he must have just gotten into peak sprint at just the randomest of times and uh you know, he still got it. Uh his diet and exercise routine, which he adopted the very moment that he left uh Japan for the Bundesliga, um, is um still paying uh, paying dividends and yeah. like I don't want him to quit playing, but I'm also pretty well aware of the fact that you know at this point uh we were running him there's a tiny bit of my mindset that. Is saying to myself that we're kind of running him into the ground. I feel. I mean, look, when he was picked up um, by Wolfsburg, uh, let's see, that was uh, the two thousand eight, two thousand nine season. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Some guys have Talk played about, a whole uh,
1: career in the time that Hasebe has been with us, yeah, and then yet he, yeah, he was he, uh, around uh, long check before that,
0: us. Uh, January of 2008. So, I mean, he's seen it all. He's done it all. Granted, he's played in Europe lo- more matches in Europe in uh, his entire Wolfsburg career. He's played that in basically each of the last two campaigns that we've been in Europe. We played more European matches. So,
1: But I, I think there's an important the, point, too, that you know while he's been on the field and off the field important, uh, the stability factor. He was here when we were bad. He's here when we're good. He's lifted a trophy with us. It, you know, we, we were all concerned that the guys that helped us achieve greatness the last few years were, were leaving, whether it was Alex Meyer in retirement or guys moving on to, to bigger and better places. But Hessebe has been a calming influence for a decade now. And we would be,
0: and he also scores penalty kick goals to win the matches against Armstead.
1: Hey, you know, what? you do what you got to do. He's a utility <laughs> player, and, and I, I just really hope that that we're going to be in a place to send him off the right way, like we've did, like like we've done mm-hmm. with some greats in the past. The rare seasons of epic achievement that we have, we always seem to be sending off somebody um, in a great fashion, and I really want that to be the case for him.
0: Here, here. Give the guy one last... uh, Letting him play in the Champions League just one more time. Just saying, because his career has been primarily playing... Look, he's been in the the Bundesliga since January of uh, 2008. Um, There's a number of us here who weren't following the Bundesliga at that time. So, weren't following Eintracht at that time. Shoot, there's, it, since he joined us when from Nuremberg when Nuremberg got relegated, the man has been a constant part of this team, season in, season out. You know, uh, whether it was the uh, Tony Shop, Amenve uh, Part 2, uh, Nico Kovac, Adi Hutter. He's been a key contributor the whole way through. And if uh, you succeed under Armand Bay, gonna-
1: you can succeed <laughs> under anybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> true story. Uh, very true story. Um. So we kind of hinted at it. We've got um. We've got a big one at the weekend. Um, it is against, uh, Leipzig. It is the team that recently got knocked out at the Champions League by Liverpool. and uh, So that was just on Wednesday past. Um, this is not an easy team to go up against in the last Xpendos League of matches. They have won all of them. Um, they have been just... I hate to say it, but this is... This is more dangerous of a team to me than Bayern. Because at least with Bayern, you know their tendencies a little bit more so because they are so predictable. It's like, hey, they will go down and then they will do their best to come back, which they almost always do. Ergo, this this past weekend, of which sometimes they can't do it, er, you know, a la our 2-1 to victory over them. These guys, when it comes to... The Bundesliga, it's been wow. It's been rough for everybody else. Um, this Julian Nagelsmann, look, he took a lot of things that they learned last season, and is look, they they lost um, their best attacker uh, during. Uh, in the offseason, they weren't, even. I mean, shucks, he wanted to leave. He was ready. He was just I'm ready to go, ready to go. And when it came down to uh, them trying to negotiate to keep him at least for their run into the Champions League, which they made the semifinals in that weird kind of truncated tournament version that they had, he said, no, I'm um, I'm off. Bye. And uh, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yeah no oh, so strange um this team is scares me because you know one of their major attackers that they uh bought in the off season was this uh norwegian the other norwegian scary man I mean he's not as scary at twenty five you know I think he's just kinda coming into his own, and uh, now with Leipzig after kind of struggling, uh, Alexander Solo. But you know, this is a team that can attack you in quite a few ways. They've got just talent coming out their ears. Young talent, hungry talent. they got a full roster of guys who are ready to have a go. And I'm just kind of like that uh, nervous emoji that looks from side to side (laughs) 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 when I look at this Sort of team. It's, I mean, that sounds bad that, you know, I should have some more optimism, but I mean, they're, if you want to go through uh, the last uh, nine matches for Leipzig, they have, uh, so when we returned uh, in January, well, let's go back a little further. When we returned, they got a win over Stuttgart. Then they lost convincingly 3 1 to Dortmund. Then they had a two-two draw with Leipzig, uh, with Wolfsburg. Excuse me, uh, in one of our least favorite uh, matches to ever watch, because you know it's between two plastic clubs. <laughs> um, but at least it's not Denver's versus because that's that's there's there's some things that are just way worse. <laughs> outside of a, outside of when Mainz first. Uh, signed their new coach and they just pulled that 3 2 just out of their bud, despite the fact that the life's just like outshot him like crazy. But Mainz was able to, like, you know, shoot three times and score three times. This team has not almost not conceded a single goal. Like, uh, yeah, they went down 2 0 to Gladbach and then they clawed back bayern style to win. Otherwise, they just. Put teams away, like when they played Leverkusen before they start. As they were falling off a cliff, they scored in the second half and never really let Leverkusen even have a shot. Like when they played, you know, Schalke. You know, it just was just like when Dortmund just beat you it, know, It's like just someone, just a way bigger kid, kicking the crap out of someone who just couldn't defend themselves uh in the meantime what else have they been doing oh uh only going up against Wolfsburg again in the day of and I watched this one and it like outside and once Veghorst missed his penalty and that was one of the most hilarious things I had seen in a very long time you just knew that you know Wolfsburg was didn't have the horses to keep up with Leipzig and Here we are, and Leipzig is waiting for the winner. Uh, Regensburg and Bremen to play in the semifinals, whilst uh, Dortmund will play uh, at Kiel, the second division team, and the other one, setting up for them, you know, They only have the, for them (laughs) now getting out of the champions, like they, there's got to be a tiny bit of sigh of relief and they're going to have the bit between their teeth. And I'm a wee bit scared of what's uh, incoming. I know I should be, sound a little bit more confident, but this is not the kind of team that I want to really be facing next. A team that is pissed off because uh, what is what usually happens when uh, Bayern loses? They then turn it around and kick the crap out of someone. Yeah, and I have a feeling that Leipzig is coming in, and we're gonna have to have if we don't have our A game, it's gonna get ugly. And I'm not optimistic for our end result. Well. And they have an American there who's kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> he's been one of the better players to watch. I'm so excited for his future. And he's playing on a team that I just detest.
1: If he was on another team. And, you know, my my dirty little secret, I've not been shy about this. I love Danish football and everything about the game, the way it's played in Denmark, the cities they play in, the stadiums play in. I love it. And there's this little guy for for rB uh aluminum can Yusuf polson who is one of my favorite players oh on one of the most hateable clubs and he's a guy you absolutely hate when he's on the other team but then you watch the way he plays and he's you're like man I wish we could have that guy because the way he plays is just it's gritty it's hard nosed so that's my little secret. It's out there now. And who
0: f- can forget that unbelievable bit of class that he had when he scored the goal against us? Oh, it was unbelievable. Spring, uh, I mean, it,
1: we had that run of three straight <laughs> matches where <laughs> the goals that, that tied us were world-class. And the one he scored, I've still got it save somewhere. It, it, it's, un, it's unbelievable the way he put that in the corner. Um, but the thing about that is you look at the way they lost two zero yesterday and we all owe Mo Salah a debt of gratitude for putting that third goal in, just the nail in the coffin in that, um, that champions league series. Leipzig played their A team. They did not say, Hey, you know what? We're bowing out of this, but our goals are on the Bundesliga. Let's put our B squad in there. They had all their top guns in there at the front and backside. So, you know they had an extra day playing on Wednesday instead of Thursday. I don't know if that will be helpful to them, but let's hope they they ran their asses off and they're tired. I don't know.
0: I think that they will be tired. Look, I really do. It's just that. Well, I mean, granted, we will catch them at the best time possible to get a result. I'm just looking at everything and thinking to myself, you know. I feel more pity towards Bayern because, um, with the South American national teams, uh, calling off their internationals, you know, uh, that's I mean, that's only what like one or two players on their roster. I mean, no, not even one player on their roster is, uh, from that part of the world. Uh, but I won't be surprised if other national teams also, uh, just say, hey, you know what, we're not gonna. We're not gonna play just out of sympathy, um, but even like even with this game on Sunday, those guys will be pretty ready to go um We will catch them at probably the best opportunity to beat them. uh that's true, but even then, oh, this is a curse I. Look, for uh, th- us throwing out our top-end team, we played them toe-to-toe in the fall, and we looked good, and a lot of this was, I think that was the start, no, it wasn't the start of our uh, long string of draws, uh, but it was it was right in the middle of that, of that long string. Uh, but that was one of the, of those uh, in our long string of matches where we didn't win, that we said, you know what, fair enough. It didn't go our way. And up until their match against Liverpool, they had been just whoever went, you know, faced them. It did not matter. They were beating them. And this is a team that is going to be, when they have lost in the three times that they have lost, First one this season was against Mucing Gladbach. Uh, they followed that up uh, and didn't lose again until January. Uh, the loss of Gladbach was on Halloween on the 31st of October. And in that time, they also had played uh, like uh, Bayern and everyone else, including us. Uh, so kind of goes to show you uh, what kind of uh, team that they are. When they do lose, they follow it up with uh, strong performances otherwise. And when they did, um, I can uh, put a positive spin on this a little bit. Uh, When they lost to Gladbach, they had also just lost in embarrassing fashion to Manchester United when suddenly everything just went wrong and uh in what was it that last 25 that last 15 20 minutes where Manchester United went from a 1-0 uh winning scoreline to 5-0 and just took it out of them um is leipzig here for the taking yes they are are we are but if this was the team that was headed into this was a team with the sand minds headed into that Bayern match. I would say, guess what? We're gonna take Leipzig. We're gonna take him on, we're gonna take him down. Now I'm not so sure. Um Chris, what are you predicting?
1: Well so we had questions coming into this year about Leipzig. How are they gonna place the offense replace the offense of Timo Werner? Uh they've done it in remarkably um even fashion, very distributed offense. They have goals from 15 players. Nobody has more than six goals across all competitions. Um, I don't know where we are, but I know Silva has 19 goals. We're nowhere near as balanced (laughs) offensively. Um, uh, My heart says we're going to steal points, uh, but then I remember we're on track Frankfurt. and I don't mean that in a mean way. That's just the reality of the situation here. I do think we're going to show up and play our best game. I think the drama of the front offense is or the sorry, the front office is behind us. I think we're going to come out, be more focused. We're not going to take a half to score. I think we're going to score early, but I don't think our defense will keep up against the balanced offensive attack. So I'm going to say it ends in a 2-2 draw.
0: All right. Um I will be the even more negative Nancy. I think this one's not going to go in our favor. I don't think this will get out of two out of hand, but I do think that uh, we're not going to score until the second half, and it already will be two 0 at the time, and uh, it will finish two one. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you heard me? At least not. I'm uh, supposed to be the negative one that we around a here. point though.
1: <laughs> yeah i'm the negative one yeah, around here come on
0: yeah uh, uh occasionally occasionally i'll come in with this hot take that we won't win uh <laughs> but yeah, it happens occasionally um it's going to be a pretty busy weekend though in the bundesliga uh in case anyone is unaware so and in the the way that they had it done because they were in the champions league that's why i got moved from saturday to sunday based on when uh the timing was for the champions league match so we're actually uh, smack dab in the middle of a very important super sunday as there was a match before us and the match after us uh we're at, so for my fellow americans uh, we are going to be watching this an hour later chris so we actually you know I mean, you got a kid, so you're already gonna be up.
1: I'm gonna be at work either way, <laughs> so yeah, I'll be miserable no matter <laughs> well, what.
0: Yeah, could be worse. Could be worse. So ways that you can aware. watch. Th- <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, but I, look, I dude, you may have discussed this. <laughs> I ain't going that, that road. <laughs> Uh, if you want to know what <laughs> we're joking about, uh, just, uh, awesome. read automotive, uh, industry news. Uh, you'll be able to find it. Um, so we used to watch the Eintracht at the weekend this Sunday. Um. You can find on the Caribbean uh, realms in uh, flowsports.co and the Flow Sports app. Australia, that is BN Sports Connect and KO Sports. Sky Sports, Bundesliga and Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Uh, in the United States, it's going to be uh, ESPN uh, Plus uh, for all the matches. Um, in the United Kingdom and Ireland, it is BT Sport ESPN, BT Sport App, and BT for your viewing experience there. Uh, New Zealand, that is BN Sports Connect New Zealand. And that should be about it for the English uh, speaking world. Um, if you happen to be living in a different part of the world, I just message us on Twitter. That is at HEFpod, or you can message me uh, at KCSGE, and I'll be able to let you know, um, based on your territory, which uh, channel to watch the Eintracht take on Leipzig. So, predictions are in. We've gotten through all the news. Uh, Chris, where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world?
1: I am on Twitter at C&D313, and our Discord channel by the same name.
0: And you can follow the podcast, as I mentioned, uh, that is at H-E-F Pod. Follow us on Facebook for all the in- latest uh, covering the Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language. That is uh, facebook.com slash Pod, and you can follow me on Twitter and tweet at me uh, that is uh, SGE. so from all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, thanks for giving us a listen on episode 164 so uh, smash some cans in the meantime wear a mask, get vaccinated. If you uh, have someone who is going to get vaccinated, offer to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. safely doing, doing so, uh, drive them there. So if they have an extra, they can just grab you real quick and you can get your first dose as well because the faster everyone gets vaccinated, the faster the stadiums will be back and we all want to be back at the study stadion making a hell of a lot of noise. So from all of us here at Hey Track Frankfurt, juice.
1: Hey, I'm so fancy, la 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 Hey, I'm so